of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results, made just for us. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip to the professional grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girl Bomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb, available at Walgreens. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fear of the unknown is the greatest fear of all. And for millions of Americans, there is no greater unknown than Alzheimer's disease. I'm Dana Torito, a writer and Alzheimer's advocate. On my podcast, The Memory Whisperer, I strive to calm your fears about the disease through thoughtful conversations with experts, care partners, and more. Action is the antidote for fear. Listen to The Memory Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Before we get started, a warning. This episode contains mention of violence and suicide. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're talking about women of science fiction. These women inspire us to imagine impossible worlds, alien creatures, and fantastical inventions, revealing our deepest fears and hopes for the future. Today, we're talking about a complex woman who had careers as an artist, pilot, and CIA analyst before entering the world of science fiction. Using a masculine pen name, she anonymously used her stories to explore alternative views of gender, aliens, and dark feminist dystopias. Let's talk about Alice Bradley Sheldon. Alice Hastings Bradley was born in 1915 in Chicago. Alice's early life was unconventional and action-packed. As a child, she traveled across India and Africa with her explorer parents, before eloping at the age of 19. Not long after that, she got divorced. When World War II began, Alice dreamed of becoming a pilot. So she joined the Army and rose up through the ranks to become one of the first photo intelligence analysts, 
There, she met and married her second husband, Huntington Sheldon, known as Ting. He was 13 years her senior. The couple was recruited to join the not-yet-formed CIA. But Alice didn't stick with one career for long. After just a few years with the CIA, she decided to go back to school and get her PhD in experimental psychology. Alice's life seemed full of adventure from the outside, but internally she was struggling. From childhood onward, she experienced running bouts of depression and self-harm. As her marriage changed over time, she also grew more despairing. She would often write letters to friends sharing her desires to end her life and her husband's. She also developed crushes on women that she never allowed herself to act on. Disillusioned with her life, Alice would find comfort in looking at the stars, wondering if there were other worlds beyond her own. She also started writing, and she submitted her science fiction manuscripts to editors. To protect her identity and to avoid being yet another first woman in a male-dominated field, Alice adopted the male pseudonym James Tiptree Jr., To her surprise, her stories were accepted, and she decided to take this new career seriously. Soon after, James Tiptree Jr. became a popular name in the genre. One of Alice's earliest works was the short story, The Last Flight of Dr. Ain. The story follows Dr. Ain, a scientist who purposely spreads a deadly virus, hoping to rid the planet of humans. Many of Alice's stories were told through a male narrator and discussed masculine customs or rites of passage. She wrote chauvinistic characters in great detail. In her work, The Women Men Don't See, a man and two women are left stranded with the captain after a plane crash. The group is discovered by aliens. In a move shocking to the male narrator, the women decide to leave the patriarchal cruelty of Earth behind and join the aliens. The fact that Alice Sheldon was the writer behind James Tiptree Jr., went unknown for years. Fans believed she was indeed a man. She wrote letters to readers and other writers using her male pen name, and she set up a bank account and P.O. box for him. She never made public appearances or phone calls. The thing was, Alice answered these letters with real stories and details from her life. In 1976, James Tiptree Jr. shared that his mother had died in one of these letters. Fans tracked down the obituary and found Alice's real name listed as her mother's surviving family. Alice's cover was blown. Many of her fellow writers found the secret humorous, but others not so much. Following her outing, Alice continued to write under the pseudonym and published her first novel in 1978. By the late 1980s, Alice's health began to fail. She experienced heart trouble on top of extreme depression. She wrote less and less and wondered if her talents were lost along with her secret identity. In 1986, her husband suffered a stroke and lost most of his eyesight. Alice became his primary caregiver. On May 19, 1987, Alice shot and killed her husband while he slept. And then she shot herself. Alice was 71 years old. Her husband was 83. In 1991, Alice's legacy was honored with the creation of the James Tiptree Jr. Award. The award is an annual prize for works of science fiction or fantasy that expand or explore one's understanding of gender. Naming the award after Alice's pen name was a controversial decision. Following her death, many friends revealed Alice and her husband had a suicide pact. But recently, others questioned that, concerned that it was actually a murder-suicide. 
In 2019, the award was renamed the Otherwise Award. All month, we're talking about women of science fiction. For more information, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 